The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of hosts and guests. The view and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Memorial Healthcare System, Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Healthy Parenting, pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. As we cope with the new normal of sheltering in place over the next weeks or months during the COVID-19 crisis, did you know that creating music and art at home can be creative and fun ways to engage children if they're feeling a little anxious about being inside? In today's episode, I'm excited to talk to Nina Guerrero, a music therapist, and Kelsey Brannick, an art therapist, both at Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, about the ways in which music and art can be used to engage children of all ages while sheltering in place. Now let's sit back and listen to the pre-recorded interview with Nina and Kelsey. Nina and Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Awesome. So let's get started. So first question is, for people who don't know, what is music therapy and art therapy? Nina, let's start with you first. So music therapy, um, there are a lot of misconceptions out there about music therapy considered just listening to music and that's therapeutic for me. And although that is definitely um, a truth, music therapy specifically is the clinical use of music in order to reach a person's therapeutic goals um, based off of research literature and, you know, um, vetted training programs. So I am a music therapist. I have had uh, five plus years of training and I've gone through multiple certifications in order to um, become a music therapist. And it's a very long process. Uh, and um, basically what I do here at the hospital is I use um, my training and my background and my research to be able to assess the goals of my patients and use music as the tool to facilitate that therapy to get them there, whether that's getting them to learn how to walk or talk again, to express their emotions, um, grieve properly, any kind of losses they may be experiencing, or so on and so forth. Awesome. Kelsey, how about you? What is art therapy? So it's very similar as far as the misconception part. Um, a lot of people relate art therapy to those really fun coloring books or painting by numbers or the way that art makes you feel when you're, yeah. when you're doing it, which is totally understandable. Um, art therapy is actually, it's rooted in uh, psychotherapy. And so it can only be conducted an art therapy session by a trained art therapy clinician. So um, it takes a master's level clinician to do that. And like Nina, um, I've had multiple years of training. Um, you have to take the board certification. Um, however, I think what maybe we're talking a lot about today is what I mentioned before. It's the therapeutic um, ability for art making. And so I think painting and getting creative and using your hands can really be relaxing and it can be fun for anybody. You don't have to have an art therapist there in your house or in your room with you. And it's not only great for kids, but it's great for adults. It's great for siblings. It's great for friends. Um, and I think it. what we're gonna talk about too is just how 
how much it can um, bond us to create together. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about art therapy. Awesome. Thank you so much. So as it relates to sheltering in place, um, obviously we are all sheltering in place right now. We're at home. We feel kind of stuck. Some of us may feel really anxious and nervous and frustrated and all these things. So um, let's start with you, Kelsey. Um, how can we use art um, to help engage children during these stressful times? Well, I think... You know, children have just a natural way of being engaged with art making. Um, it's not generally something that you find that you have to pull too much. Um, you don't have to pull teeth about it. You know, if you put a paper and crayons in front of a kid, nine times out of ten, they're going to be pretty interested. Um, I think what's really important about the engaging process in art making, or at least of what I have found, is that um, allowing the child to to draw what they want to draw, to make what they want to make. Um, a lot of parents, I think adults in general, can have an idea in their head of what is supposed to be the outcome. And I think you'll you'll find a lot of magic happens when the kid is just allowed its own free will to create, you know, exactly what feels right to them. And I think in doing so, you'll find that that engagement is just, it'll be there. And you'll be engaged. You'll probably be surprised by what they make and what they're saying through it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, that's the, the great part of art and music, right, for kids, is it, it's natural. It's, it's probably more natural as a way for them to communicate than verbally. So mm. using color images, you know, it's... It gets complicated, actually, the older you get. The kids have no problem with it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. And yeah. Nina, how about music? How can, we, how can parents use music as a way to engage kids right now? Right. Uh, similarly to what Kelsey said, um, it's very easy to engage children in music. I find very often that they are all on board and wanting to to kind of, like Kelsey said, use that creative outlet to express themselves. And even more so than verbally, maybe the emotions that they might be experiencing right now, especially with being sheltered in place and having a lot of that independence and freedom taken away, um, are able to use that outlet as an, a way of expressing the emotions that they might not even have the vocabulary or words to say verbally or um, in another communicative way. So uh, definitely giving them that space to, once again, just be a kid and make your own decisions and create what you want um, can definitely be a positive experience for them right now, whether it's um, in their backyard or in the shelter of their rooms or their homes, wherever they might be. It's something that all kind of all people can access fairly easily. So I like what you both said in terms of uh, giving some giving and giving people an outlet, children of all ages, <laughs> an outlet, something that they control when you don't really feel like you have control, like right now. <laughs> it's I'm very glad you both said that because it does kind of give you a sense of control when you're able to just draw, paint, play an instrument or listen to music. Um, I'm glad you both said that. So what are some therapeutic and creative examples uh, that you can share with us? Um, Nina, let's start with you. Right. Some... Um... Creative out, uh, 
creative activities or therapeutic activities that we can definitely use with music right now, especially with children, um, range. So one that immediately comes to mind for me is uh, songwriting, which at first sounds pretty scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there are definitely some adaptive and uh, very accessible ways of using songwriting as a tool, like I said, to kind of um, allow children and even not children, friends, parents, uh, family members, and adults to kind of have that space where they're able to express the emotions that they might not have the words for. So whether that's improvising with, you know, the random things that you might have at home that you can make shift into instruments or drums or something, um, or kind of taking a song that you already know and love and just kind of putting your own twist on it and using that already structured music to kind of um, write in your own twist and make it unique and personal to your experience um, is a great avenue. I think also using, um, using, taking kind of the tools that we already have and using it to our advantage to make it very accessible to use music um, in movement and allowing uh, our children to do things that they might not have already been able to do while they're stuck at home. So even just using Spotify playlists for dance music and playing freeze dance, you know, pausing whenever it's time to freeze and just making that into a game, it can be very fun and engaging for children that might not have that opportunity elsewhere. Awesome examples. Kelsey, how about you? What are some creative examples that you could give parents for art, art, creating art at home? Yeah, I think the um, Nina made me think that there's a lot of um, thought that art is paint, it's colored pencils, it's paper, but art is can be made out of so many things and so many things that you can find at home. Um, a great example of that might be um, collecting things around the house that mean something to you and putting it onto a table and taking a photo, sharing that photo, right? So that's a very easy way to make artwork. And, and our definition of artwork can, is, is super, super broad. Um, another, and at the same time, with that example I just said, is um, you're learning about your kid. You're, you're starting that conversation with them, um, what is important to them and why. You might actually be surprised with what you find out. Um, another thing is if you have the luxury of a backyard, you know, collecting natural found objects, leaves or sticks, um, leaves can be really great for like printmaking. So like painting them and making stamps, you know, researching what kinds of trees or plants are in your backyard, making it educational, something fun. I think, um, the best thing to consider when you're thinking about what to do with your kid is what are their interests? So figuring out what makes your unique child or children um, tick, right? Maybe for one, it's unicorns. For another one, it's science. And figuring out a creative way to make something with that. Um, Art doesn't have to be a drawing. It doesn't have to be a painting. It can really, any way that they express themselves through it, there's some awesome stuff happening there. So... Great. So you both briefly mentioned kind of how music and art makes you feel. It does 
ultimately make you feel good. It makes you feel um, expressive and creative. But could you talk about some of the therapeutic effects that art and music um, could have on a child as they're feeling anxious about COVID-19? Yeah, um, so I think the first thing to really note is that um, if, if a child is, is feeling anxious about it, um, don't be afraid to talk about it. Um, and like we kind of mentioned before, children, especially depending on the age, they might not have the words for these things, um, for how they're feeling or what they believe it to be. Um, so adding a little um, like coloring book or a page with coloring pencils and saying like, maybe draw what it's like for you, draw what today was like for you, something like that. Um, this will just naturally allow them the ability to to speak these things essentially, even though they're drawing, right? And for anybody, um, we all can relate to the need to share, the need to connect with each other and children are no different. They, they just have different um, ways to go about it. So I think um, being mindful of how your stress can affect the kids, your kids, your children, right? And engaging in that with them, maybe saying we're going to paint today and we're just going to use colors that are relaxing to us, you know, mm -hmm. really set the space for um, some downtime. And I think children and adults probably are pretty, uh, that's probably needed for us right now. And doing it together, you know, that's, that's really a, a huge part of healing happens, especially within the family. Nina, do you have anything to add? Definitely. So um, going off of what Kelsey said about really not being afraid to allow your children to express themselves and whatever emotions might come out, you know, using, um, you can definitely use music to help kind of um, get the, those emotions out, whether it's listening to a song, if they want to listen to a sad song, let them listen to a sad song, or if they want to listen to a song that's going to boost their mood, you know, kind of taking their lead on that. Um, and making sure that you talk about it after is definitely um, important because it's not only it's not only um, giving us that space to like sit in our emotions, but then also to to kind of understand what they are and maybe even using music and art in combination. You know, uh, we're gonna listen to this sad song, and now maybe we'll draw out how we how that made us feel, or maybe we'll you know um, use that motivation to create something. Um, but definitely, too, um, music can also be used to, in order to modify those emotions. So um, kind of taking us from a place where we might be feeling low and using kind of an uplifting song to remind us what we have to hope for or, um, or remind us what supports we do have while we're in this pandemic to be able to um, uplift our spirits. That's also an excellent way of using music to help get those emotions out and, um, and modify them if we need. So um, coming up on our last couple of questions, um, just this morning I was looking at a, a museum has challenged uh, their followers to create their favorite paint, like recreate their favorite paintings using all kinds of crazy <laughs> found objects at the home. I said, that is such a neat idea. There, there are all kinds of crazy ideas, but I said, that is so cool because it showed how families were getting together 
and coming up with really, really cool, crazy, funny ideas to recreate uh, visual painting. So this question is basically, how can you use music and art to connect with family members during this time of physical distancing? So I think definitely there are a lot of ways we can do this, whether the family members or loved ones are in the home with us or they are outside of our home in their own homes and maybe physically far away. Um, we have a lot of great resources um, such as, you know, Zoom or Skype, even we're using right now, you know, technology is amazing and we're able to yeah. connect in that way. But um, kind of taking it to the next level of connection and maybe even using music or art to create something for that special person that we're not physically able to see, whether that's um, writing them a song or maybe even going on a Skype call or FaceTime call with them and putting on a private concert or putting on a backyard concert for your neighbors or front yard, vice versa, you know, just using those um, expressive outlets to to remind people, hey, I'm thinking about you. And um, and then too, getting your family in on it and whoever happens to be living with you, you know, have a family jam session and recreate your <laughs> pots and pans and things you find around the house, you know, it's surprisingly very fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it releases stress too as you're being on the pots and pans for sure. <laughs> Kelsey, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, um, it's, a different form of expression, but very similar ways of going about it. Um, my thought was also just like um, making postcards and sending them to people who you, who are not able to be with physically, um, making drawings and sending them to you know loved ones that we all know that that's the best kind of mail you can get, right? And and yeah. especially coming from children, they feel proud of it. And and speaking on feeling proud, like. You could even make a little art museum in your house, you know, put put up the pictures made during this time and, and they're going to be proud of it. They're going to feel proud, maybe have their their name under it with a description of their art. Right. Like a like a pseudo home museum. Yeah. And it's just I think it's really all about figuring and we're all doing this, figuring out creative ways to access the things that we all need and what children need. and. They need fun, they need play, they need creativity. I'm biased, but they need cre creativity. And they need, um, the, you know, confidence boosting and self-esteem, like all of these things they can't, they can't be lacking even though we're limited. And art and music, just, it's, it's such a great opportunity for those things. So uh, getting creative, yeah. Even um, another idea is, is making a drawing or painting together like one big one, you know, where you all have a different color and you're kind of engaging with each other and just seeing what happens and not being too worried about the outcome, just enjoying the experience. Great, great ideas. Um, last question, if you both could provide maybe one or two apps or websites um, that you would recommend parents uh, use? All right, so um, I... Well, Kelsey and I, I think both are kind of on a similar grounding for this. Um, one website that kind of came to mind for both of us was actually, and maybe surprisingly, YouTube. So, yeah. you know, everyone knows and loves YouTube. It helps us waste time, but maybe this time it could actually help us <laughs> be a little productive 
and it's, right? it's YouTube has so many great resources out there for um, for teaching, whether it's teaching you know musical instruments or how to learn a song. Um, I know on art art wise, I'm not the I'm not the spokesperson for that, Kelsey is, but there's Bob Ross, there's lots of different tutorials out there on how to create different, um, different like amazing things using, you know, very simple um, materials, uh, whether that's with art or with music, you know, so um, very, a very good resource right there. Um, I, if I could also speak to another one that I'm uh, very near and dear to my heart, um, the ukc.org that's the ukulele kids club they have a lot of great resources for learning different musical instruments if you have you know a guitar ukulele lying around at home randomly you know um maybe now with all your time you can pick it up and it makes it very accessible to be able to um hmm, learn whether you're from straight beginner or all the way to advanced lots awesome. of opportunities great resources thank you kelsey let's end it with you yeah, I, I'm laughing because the Bob Ross thing, I just want a disclaimer, it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> no, it never is. No. <laughs> um, that is available on YouTube if you have some older kids. Um, and yeah, I think uh, YouTube is probably the, the, way, the way that I would go with it. Um, as I mentioned before, I think we are figuring this out and I think we're likely to see a lot more opportunities pop up as far as like art lessons and how we're doing this virtually. But, you know, we're figuring it out right now. And um, YouTube, your kids could probably teach you <laughs> and they probably have a lot of great examples. Um, I was looking a little bit a couple of days ago and there's just um, there's some where they have everyday household items like sponges that you can use, you know, to paint if you don't have brushes. So it's definitely out there. And I, um, I know the teens are really into TikTok. And I know that they are, there are art TikToks out there where they do a painting and they show the beginning, middle and after. So we're talking about, you know, your teens being interested and doing something with you. I think, uh, that might be an outlet. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. I agree. <laughs> For sure. TikTok is very popular right now. So. I know you can get them in with that if you can't yes. with art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Awesome. So, thank you both so much. This has been extremely informative, a really fun conversation. And I know our listeners are definitely going to take you up on some, or if not all, of your suggestions. So, thank you both so much. Thank you. And please stay safe. Please stay safe and healthy.